0: From Equity Rates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Inflation is the biggest story of the moment. New data shows inflation is the worst it's been since 1981, up 8.6%. The rapid climb of the cost of basic goods and services is damaging economies, markets, businesses, and your hip pocket as well. And wherever you're listening, chances are you've spotted a sign of inflation. Today, gas hit a new high. In America, a photo of a Los Angeles gas station went viral because it was charging more than $8 a gallon for fuel. In Australia, a photo of a $12 head of iceberg lettuce went absolutely gangbusters. And in the UK, there's fears that one third of the country's fish and chip shops are gonna close in the next nine months. These stories have got me wondering, are all of these symbols of inflation unique, or are they all being driven by the same factors? It's Wednesday, the 15th of June, and today I wanna know, what's behind these different stories of inflation, and what can we learn from them? (laughs) To do this, I'm joined by my colleague and the co founder of Equity Mates, Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to the dive.
1: Thanks, Sasha. We're talking about inflation, and today we've gone from one story to three.
0: Inflation is everywhere, even in our <laughs> script. <laughs>
1: That's right, Sasha. Wherever you're listening to this story, inflation is affecting you.
0: That translates to families paying an extra $460 a month for everyday items.
1: Prices are up, interest rates are up, stock markets are down. And we're seeing some big numbers come out around the world. Turkey is easily the worst hit at the moment. It's seeing inflation at 73%. Their average prices have almost doubled over the past 12 months. Moldova, uh, 29% inflation. Brazil, 12% inflation. Every continent, every country is seeing inflation.
0: And you were telling me there's some common reasons for this.
1: That's right, two big stories are driving inflation around the world and these will be familiar for everyone. First of all, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well,
0: Fierce fighting continues in the Donbas region in the east of Ukraine.
1: Between them, the two countries are critical for global supply chains and supply a number of inputs into every industry. Russia is the world's third largest producer of oil and the second largest producer of natural gas. So critical for energy supply chains. But also Russia and Ukraine export more than a quarter of the world's weight and together the two countries also accounted for about 75% of the world's sunflower seed oil. So critical in energy markets, critical in food markets. That's the first story that's driving inflation everywhere. The second is China's COVID zero policy. Health authorities in Beijing are continuing to impose strict lockdown measures as part of China's zero COVID strategy. Shanghai was locked down for a while and it's home to the world's largest seaport. And after restrictions were eased in Shanghai, they're now being reapplied. And we're also seeing some restrictions being applied in Beijing because of rising COVID cases in both of those cities. Now, hundreds of ships are already waiting off China to unload their cargo. We're also seeing shipping queues in Northern Europe. There's a strike in Germany at the moment. We're seeing them in the US. And this all this waiting at ports to unload, lining up, waiting for your turn, it's tying up shipping containers, it's tying up ships, it's reducing capacity in the, the global supply chain, and that's pushing up prices for the remaining capacity. So they're the two big stories that are sort of underlying all of these inflation stories.
0: Everywhere you look, there's a bottleneck when you want things to be moving smoothly. So energy prices, transport prices, food prices, all being pushed up globally, and that's our baseline. So then we're starting to see unique, what you called symbols of inflation pop up in different places all around the world. So let's start with the US, where we've been seeing a gallon of gas cost $8. $140
1: fill up my van. That's crazy. For people who aren't familiar with the imperial system don't worry about how much a gallon is just worry about how much a gallon used to cost. In 2019 in America the average cost of a gallon of gas $2.60. Today the national average is $5 a gallon. So it's still doubled from pre-pandemic levels but what set American media alight was a photo of a gas station in downtown LA with $8 a gallon gas.
0: You're not seeing things. Look at that, $8 a gallon for gas at a Chevron station in downtown LA. Gas prices just keep climbing. DeMarco gas prices are spiking because of the war some 6,000 miles away. They jumped 13 cents overnight. Now we know that the Russian invasion of Ukraine has pushed up oil prices generally across the world, but we're not seeing $8 a gallon across the U.S. This is kind of an anomaly in this Los Angeles gas station. So what is happening here? You know, we're looking at the station here off of Alameda and 9th. Consumer Watchdog saying they've never seen prices like this.
1: So prices of oil have been up for a while. Uh, they're almost at $120 a barrel. And they've been at almost $120 a barrel or well above $100 for most of 2022. As a result, we're seeing oil companies reap record profits and there's been a bit of reluctance from these oil companies to invest in new oil production to bring more supply online. Many of these their executives can see the writing on the wall about the transition away from fossil fuels. But that writing on the wall is what is pushing prices so high in California and is what has led to this $8 a gallon gas. The regulatory programs, the taxes that are applied in California to accelerate the transition to renewables are adding to the already high price of oil and have set uh, an oil price that has American news anchors freaking out.
0: Well, that makes a lot of sense and I'm so glad that you didn't make me understand the imperial (laughs) system as well just then, Alec. So let's turn to Australia, which is one that I've been seeing everywhere. Lots of opinions, lots of opinions on cabbage at the moment coming out because apparently lettuce is costing... $12 a head.
1: That's right. So 12 months ago, you'd be paying about $2.80 for a head of iceberg lettuce in Australia. Very few would have predicted the top national concern might become the cost of lettuce. If you're lucky enough to get your hands on a lettuce, well, they're about $12 each. Lettuce prices have soared to as much as $12 as shortages and rising costs start to bite. It's almost 5x the, the cost in a year. We're also seeing empty supermarket shelves. We're seeing restaurants forced to take drastic steps. Now, Sasha, you mentioned cabbage. This is where the, the cabbage uh, debate really heated up. KFC announced they were moving to a blend of lettuce and cabbage on their burgers.
0: Cabbage on a Zinger burger just doesn't sound good, does it? I always thought of iceberg lettuce as a filler vegetable, but obviously for $12, dollars you got to make it last, really.
1: Fill a vegetable or not, Subway also captured headlines by saying they were going to charge customers extra for iceberg lettuce if they wanted iceberg lettuce. But Sasha, this story is a lot bigger than just iceberg lettuce. You could say... The $11.99 iceberg lettuce was just the tip of the iceberg.
0: (laughs) I see what you did
1: there. Very clever. Pressure is on for supermarket chains to keep customers coming back in the face of wildly fluctuating grocery prices. So across Australia, we're seeing massive inflation in the price of vegetables.
0: It's not just leafy green. Some Adelaide supermarkets are charging more than $10 a kilo for tomatoes, almost $14 for cucumbers. Capsicums are also on the way up.
1: The Guardian had a look at some. some other popular vegetables and the movement in their price just over the past six months. Sweet potatoes from $1.88 to $4.24 a kilo. Continental cucumbers from $1.50 to $3.50 each. Brown onions from $2 a kilo to $2.90 a kilo. Celery from $3 a bunch to $4.50 a bunch. We are seeing general price inflation across all vegetables the latest consumer price index figures suggest a 12.7 percent year-on-year increase in the cost of vegetables
0: you just sounded like you're the most depressing television advert ever you know instead of telling me about how the prices are going down you're just listing how they're going up so is this tied to russia and china or are these different and unique factors at play
1: cost of production for fertilizer costs wage costs chemical costs all these inflationary pressures are having an impact on on the ability to grow vegetables so this is partially tied to these two big stories that we set up this conversation with because of russia's invasion of ukraine natural gas prices are skyrocketing they're up more than a hundred percent in 2022 they've doubled more than doubled this year natural gas is an input in fertilizer and as a result of rising natural gas prices, we've actually seen the price of fertilizer rise 120% from where it was two years ago. So fertilizer is up, key input in vegetable farming, oil prices are also up and you know we need oil to power farm machinery so we're seeing rising input costs for farmers around the world and the UN estimate that in the past year global food prices have risen by almost a third fertilizer by more than a half and oil prices by almost two-thirds so globally we're seeing food price inflation because of these factors. But also in Australia, we're seeing some unique factors at play here, and they really explain $12 lettuce. In particular, recent floods in northern New South Wales and Queensland ruined crops that were planted, but also stopped farmers planting more. Uh, Add to that, we're living through one of the coldest winters in decades, so crops that were able to be planted are not growing as fast, and so we are seeing a general reduction in the amount of vegetables being supplied to supermarkets. We are also seeing again quite uniquely Australian a story around our labour market. So previously British backpackers made up 25% of Australia's agricultural workforce. If you wanted to extend your visa you had to go and work on a farm. That's now changed. They can now work in hospitality or tourism as well And there are less backpackers in the first place because of COVID. Australia's National Farmers Federation estimate that there are about 7,000 backpackers that went to work in February, compared to about 40,000 pre-pandemic. So this is partially tied to the global story of Russia and Ukraine, but it's also some unique local factors that have created... $12 lettuce
0: it's amazing every one of these stories I think is going to be really simple cut and dry and then there's so many individual factors that are going in that are creating these price hikes so we've talked about Australia and the U.S. let's take a quick break and then in a moment we're going to dig into a story that I am fascinated by and that is the price of fish and chips in the U.K. back to the dive. I'm Sasha Kelly, your host, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Alec Renahan, and we are talking about inflation, inflation, inflation. Alec, you've uh, given a bit of a tease. You are talking about 13 pounds for fish and chips in the UK, which is an extraordinarily high price, I understand.
1: Well, Sasha, you were over in the UK. I've actually never been. So I feel like you might be better placed to talk about the importance of fish and chips in the UK psyche. But based on the media that we've seen, it feels like it's pretty important. I have been in this business for 47 years. And I never experienced any such big increases in, in, my, in my lifetime at the fish and chip shop. Tell us about these rising costs of your inputs, of fish, of cooking oil. Does that mean you're having to increase the costs, the prices that you charge? Fish and chips has been the staple food of Britain for you know, the past 100, 100 years. And to, di- to suddenly dilute that industry is, is really worrying.
0: It's so important. It used to be my Friday lunchtime meal. Uh, It was the special and I'd always get, you know, fish and chips with mushy peas on a Friday. And it was my treat for the weekend.
1: Do you remember how much you paid for it?
0: I would have got change from a £10 note. sure.
1: Yeah well you wouldn't anymore. So here we have it. A box of fish and chips. A perfect partner when you're coming to the seaside on a day like today. Now this cost £8.50. That's up by 40 pence in just the last week and Alex says that that's still not enough to cover all of his costs. There are roughly 380 million baskets of fish and chips sold in the UK each year. Just thought I'd tell you that. Um, (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) But importantly for this story is about a year ago, the average was about eight pounds. So you get changed for a tenner but not anymore. They're now being sold for up to £13, an increase of over 60% in one year. That's
0: extraordinary. So what's driving these price increase? Is it the price of fish? Uh, In just a year, the price of cod and haddock is up 75%. Sunflower oil is up 60%. And the batter and packaging is up around 40%.
1: So we mentioned at the top that Russia and Ukraine together supply about 75% of the world's sunflower oil. As this sunflower oil supply Gets limited because of the war, other cooking oil gets in high demand. There's a shortage of cooking oil, Sasha, and that is driving up the price. We're also seeing the price of fish and flour increasing, not great for fish and chips. So, again, this is a story of shortages globally. And as a result, this is what has captured British headlines. Potentially one third of the country's 10,000 fish and chip shops could close in the next nine months.
0: Right now we're living life on the on the edge um, and our, we, we're holding up our hands saying, please, please help us. And you've just got to help I hope that our Chancellor's listening. It really is a critical point.
1: Now, Andrew Crook, president of the National Federation of Fish Fryers in the UK, said that monthly expenses for cooking oil alone have risen by more than 500 pounds since Russia invaded Ukraine.
0: That's extraordinary. And... It's such a fabric of British society as well. I, I can completely understand why this is causing a media storm.
1: It's got so dire in the UK that grocery stores have now limited the number of bottles of sunflower oil that people can buy. On top of that, we're talking about fish and chips and a lot of British fish actually comes from Russia and the UK government have announced a 35% tariff on Russian white fish, which is forcing the price up.
0: And fish and chips are historically an affordable, family-friendly food option. You know, they're not, it's not high dining. It is supposed to be something that you enjoy as a cheap option on a Friday night. So I can completely understand why this has caused havoc for so many people. So Alec, in today's episode, we've touched on three potent symbols of inflation around the world. We've got $8 a gallon of gas in America. We've got $12 heads of iceberg lettuce here in Australia and our 13 pounds of fish and chips in the UK. When is this going to end? I cannot afford it.
1: (laughs) Well, Sasha, I've got bad news. There's nothing to indicate that this will be over soon. Many of the inputs into the global economy still remain high. Energy prices remain high because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Food prices remain high because of the same reason. The cost of transport uh, is high because of China's lockdown and the incredibly tangled and backed up supply chain. And we're seeing the result of that in inflation numbers. America last Friday released their inflation numbers. It came in at 8.6% for the year. And that surprised most economists. Uh, they didn't expect it to be that high, which the number isn't great, but also the fact that people were surprised, also not a great sign. So, Sasha, unfortunately, we've likely got some more of this inflation story to play out.
0: Hopefully it's not 24 dollar heads of (laughs) icebergs that we're looking forward to. I
1: think inflation will be the biggest story for the economy this year. So expect to hear plenty more about it on The Dive.
0: Excellent. And if you've got any questions about inflation, then get in touch with us. The dive at equitymates.com is our best email address. And we'd love to dig into some of the questions that you have. If you wanna talk to us about anything else, then do get in touch or follow us on any of the social media channels. All those links, as always, in the show notes below. Remember to give us a five-star rating in your favorite podcast app. We love it when you go and review us. And subscribe so that every time there's a new episode, it's right there. You don't have to go searching for us. Alec, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast.